Welcome to another episode of the Powash Podcast, recorded on location at Point Washington UMC in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Here are your hosts, Cole Moore. What's up, everybody? I know we've been gone for three weeks due to COVID. I had to quarantine. My buddy Rylan is not here today. He had to quarantine. My man Bennett had COVID and had to quarantine. But hey, we are back. We are back with a fun interview today. But before that, I want to let you know this Wednesday, we have uh, Ash Wednesday service, uh, but we also, uh, small groups may be meeting, but the Ash Wednesday service is going to be at 7 o'clock. And then this Friday, we have Deeper for high school. We are excited about that. Sunday, Sunday school, church, and we will be having our sports afternoon. We will figure out what we're going to be doing, uh, but we will be having fun with that and looking forward to seeing you all this week. Well, that's enough for me. How about we get to our interview with a very esteemed guest, one that I am very excited to introduce to you. You may all know him really well as the 12th grade small group leader, 12th grade guys small group leader rather. It is my friend, my man, Brantley Lawrence. Here we are with another guest, Mr. Brantley Lawrence, so thrilled and so excited about this. I can truthfully say this, no disrespect to all of our former guests, but there is no guest that I've been more excited about than this one right here. Brantley, we are thrilled you made time for us to get on this pod today. How are you? I'm doing great, Cole. Thanks for having me, and I hope that I don't let you down. Oh, you, you won't. You won't. Uh, big shoes to fill, but I, I know you'll do it. Let's, uh, let's kick this thing off with tell us a little bit about yourself. For the people that don't know Brantley Lawrence, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Brantley Lawrence? Well, I am married to the love of my life, Ramsey Lawrence. I have four kids, Lawson, Logan, Clay, and Evelyn. And we are happy to be living in Santa Rosa Beach. Been here about uh, almost eight years and uh, been a member of Point Washington since we moved here. I am in the insurance business and uh, repping the, the gear, Emerald Crest Insurance. So uh, that's how I spend my days, trying to make a living. Mm. It's uh, it's really nice to see a new hat because I need to I need to get a new hat, man. Mine's yes, a little outdated. Yeah. Mine's a little outdated. I still wear it. I know I'm. I got my Ohio State hat here, but I still wear it. I still. We like can it. we can hook you up. I'm uh, I'm proud of the new hats. I think, I think yeah, they're the best they look, looking they ones look yet. Really clean. They look clean. I know I've seen the light blue, the orange, and now this. Right. Yes. Much more uh, solid color. You know, a little understated. It looks good. You know, Brantley was too modest to admit that one thing that truthfully describes him is he is a former baseball coach of a district champion runner-up Seaside Sharks baseball team. I know you don't want to admit that, but uh, the people got to know that. So Absolutely. One of the highlights of my life was uh, being the assistant coach to Cole Moore and uh, coaching some great middle school kids, and we had, it, we had an absolute blast. It was a heck of a run. It was. It was a great time. And I would say we were co-equals. I wouldn't say you were my assistant. There was never any doubt that you were the head coach and I was the assistant. So All right, let's just, never any doubt. Let's uh, let's carry right on. Uh, Brantley, what uh, what small group do you lead here? I lead the twelfth uh, grade boys, and I've been with them since they were in ninth grade. So we're finishing up our fourth year, and uh, happens that Bennett, who is here with us today, is in my small group, and uh, it's been a great group. We've got some. How could you say some? lively personalities uh we've got some guys that have been in church all their lives we've got some guys that uh have have not 
been to church much other than small groups. So it's really been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, I would say, probably one of the biggest challenges of my life. But uh, it's been great to get to know these guys and some really good young men in my group. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear the dynamic of your group. And, and you kind of were starting to touch on it. What what has being a small group leader meant to you? Like, um, yeah, what what has it meant to you over the last, uh, this would be your fourth year, as you said now, what has it meant to you over the years? Well, you know, I guess you can, we all have our idea of how we can touch people. And uh, I don't know that, uh, that, that I make a difference to, to the young men that I've been in their small groups, but uh, been doing this with Point Washington for, I don't know, seven, uh, since, really since, almost since we've been here. And uh, one of my small group members is going to be my son-in-law. Um, and he was from my small group five, six years ago. And so that's kind of an interesting deal and a story in and of itself. But, um, you know, I grew up in the church and then, and and then kind of made some choices and kind of ran away from God. So for a while, and and one of the things I feel like I can offer to, to these young men is that, uh, yeah, I know what it's like to, to be in church all the time. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to make some knucklehead mistakes. And, uh, the good thing about, our Lord and Savior, as He keeps on loving us no matter what. Mm. That is good. That that's awesome that you shared that, and such a cool thing. You know, you shared about you being away, but now you're able to be in a position to to lead people to that and kind of help people through that time where, when you were in that time in your life, you didn't really have guidance or maybe you just didn't seek it. Um, and you know, kind of that's the cool thing about leadership in the church. I feel like we all have to find our way, right? We, we don't all have these perfect lives that maybe the students think that, that we do. Right. Um, and we, we create that base to, to realize how much we need God and then we get to teach it. Um, and so that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we've asked you some serious ones, and, and we, we're going to keep some serious ones on the back end, but we got to know, you've mentioned your four children, which one of them is your favorite, <laughs> knowing that they will all watch this? <laughs> That's like asking me which candy bar is my favorite. Mm. I mean, I love them all. I love Twix, I love Snickers, Three Musketeers, Milky Way, I love them all. So uh, I am not going to, to fall in that trap and try to tell you which one is my favorite, <laughs> because I don't have a favorite. I love them all. Well, if you won't tell us which one's your favorite, at least you got to embarrass one, right? Can you tell us an embarrassing moment, probably one of the most embarrassing moments that one of your kids have had? <laughs> you don't even have to tell us who. Just tell us what. Oh, I would. I, I'm, if I'm going to tell about an embarrassing story, I'm absolutely going to tell you who it was with. And uh, we, we had the opportunity to go on a cruise about, I don't know, two, two and a half years ago and uh, as a family. And as you all know, my daughter, Logan, has been involved in the music ministry here in church for a long time and still continues to, to sing and, and loves singing. And uh, we and actually, I, I love to, to hear her sing and to play with her. We have a great time. But she decided that she was going to try to take advantage of every open mic karaoke night that there was on the ship. And so uh, this was not a family event where we all went to cheer her own. She just went out on her own and decided she was going to find it. It just happened to be, it was a little bit of an older crowd, an older karaoke type deal. And um, she was really having a hard time finding what song she wanted to sing. And uh, I think that, that the song she chose wasn't what she expected it to be. So I think that was an embarrassing moment of in and of itself. 
But the funniest part was, is when she got up there, you know, they asked her a little bit about herself and they asked her, what are you going to sing tonight? Well, she thought they were saying, do you like to sing? And so he said, what are you be singing tonight? And she said, oh, I love to sing. <laughs> and so that's kind of a, a joke in our family is that whenever Logan comes, oh, I love to sing. <laughs> well, of course you love to sing. That's why you're up here. <laughs> so, uh, that, I think that's kind of was an embarrassing moment for her. So definitely, Logan uh, is the gift that keeps on giving with embarrassing <laughs> moments. So uh, we uh, we uh, we have a long repertoire of embarrassing moments for her, and that is good. Uh, but and and uh, news news for her, I get I guess we could. Well, it's not already it's already been breaking news, but you did allude to a son-in-law. Yes, Logan is is engaged to be married. Yeah, to, to uh, Lee Cox. Which, as I mentioned, he was in my small group years ago, and um, I think they may have even started dating while he was in my small group. Mm. And uh, you know, it's always interesting when a small group member shows up on your porch one evening <laughs> and says, "Can I take your daughter to prom?" And uh, so, of course, as he's a small group member, he must be a good guy. So, yeah, 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 right. I gave good my leadership. blessing. I gave my blessing then, and I gave my blessing when he asked for her hand in marriage. So we're excited about Lee being part of the family. There you go. There you go. That's real cool. We're happy for Logan, certainly. Uh, and we're happy that you at least offered us some embarrassing moment, even though you weren't going to choose a favorite, even though we know that you have one. You won't admit it, <laughs> but every parent does. We know that. Um, okay. Just a couple more questions and we'll wrap this up. We could go all day, uh, but we want to we want to uh, to be good to time and we want to ask you two more questions. All right. A fun question. But maybe you can make it serious. If you could have a meal with three people in the world, dead or alive, who would they be and why? Three people, your choice. Well, um, shocker here to those of you out in radio podcast land. Uh, I did have an opportunity to, to see the questions beforehand and didn't do a great job of preparing, but I did think this one over. And this is probably one of the most difficult questions mm. uh, that I would have. But... Uh, you know, the church answer is, I want to eat with Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sure. You got to have Jesus at, right. the, at the party, at the table. Um, and then I got to thinking, who else would it be? And, uh, you know, I love sports and I love music and I love success stories. Um, and, you know, I really, I was trying to think of an artist or an athlete, but I probably would, would like to eat, uh, eat lunch with Jesus, Jason Isbell, and probably Dave Ramsey. Um, there you go. Dave Ramsey's financial advisor and, and has been instrumental in in uh, my life and my marriage and finances, and uh, he's a really neat guy. But Jason Isbell's a, 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 probably one of the uh, greatest songwriters of our time and a uh, really interesting character. I uh, mm -hmm. would love to, love to see the interaction between old Dave, Jesus, and Jason. That would be quite a, quite a meal. There you go. Too bad for alliteration purposes, there wasn't another J in that. But hey, as Dave Ramsey would say, to live like no one else, you must... Live like no one else. There it is. Give like no one else. Give. I don't know. I do can't. all the stuff like no one else, I guess. that I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. Um, okay, Bradley, our favorite question to ask all of our guests. We give everyone a chance to give advice uh, whether it be funny, whether it be serious, whatever it may be, this is your opportunity to give to our listeners, our viewers, something that sticks. Well, 
that's tough. Um, I think that, that one of the things that, that I have tried to share with my children and uh, other young people is that when you finish high school or, and go on to college or finish college, I just think it's important that you seek work that's important to you or that you love. And uh, I think it's important that before you, I always say before you get in debt with a mortgage or whatever it might be, before you um, get, I hate to say the word locked down, but get married, get, get involved uh, deeply with a, a spouse um, or, and you have children, once those three, three things happen, you pretty much become committed to your life at that point. Uh, your life becomes someone else's. And so, uh, again, I guess if I could tell anybody anything before those three things happen, get out and live your life. Go, go see what it is that you want to see. Um, I always say, if you want to go to Colorado and be a ski instructor, go to Colorado and be a ski instructor. If you want to uh, live on the beach and, and, and put out beach chairs or, or whatever it might be that uh, you think you want to do, do those things before... Um, the other three things happen mm-hmm. and figure out what it is you want to do with your life. Yeah. You, you got the rest of your life to, uh, to do those things. So I sound like an old man, but hmm. it is what it is. No, it's, it is sound advice. It's tremendous advice. And I think that we can all learn from that. I think that, uh, you know, certainly once we do get those three things, that doesn't mean that life is, is uh, on a downward trajectory. And that's certainly not what you were saying. It, what it means is, is that, like you said, you're committed to life. And so go out there and figure out what it is that you want from life before those three things happen. And then once those three things happen, certainly live into those things. So I think that is sound advice, tremendous advice. And I think that it certainly will stick with our viewers and our listeners. Brantley, I, I truthfully wish we could go 45 more minutes. Uh, we probably have already gone 30. I don't know. Uh, but for, out of respect for all of our other guests who only have the opportunity to speak for 15-ish minutes, we have to offer you the same. And so, uh, man, this has been fun. We thank you for getting on. You admitted on here that you would get me a new hat, so it has to be done. <laughs> I will be getting a new hat. We hope that in the future we could get you back on here. Um, and, and yeah, man, it's been a fun time. We thank you for your time. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And Ryland none.